and that's one thing the federation needs to do better on is just like making sure that like for people coming out from outside mm -hmm. we look like we're we need to be there like we look like we belong in europe yeah. or we belong like our place belong in in, in 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 you know in the top leagues in the world or like our national team needs to be competing at that level yeah mm -hmm. so the facilities needs to get better let's be honest yeah so yeah, you can yeah, you yeah. can ask you can ask any <laughs> african <laughs> They tell you their age, and they can tell you their African age. You know, yeah. Because like growing up, like I so what's the, little, if you had to make a difference in like what's the age and what's the African age? Yeah. So I mean, like you you're be 22, like 22, subtract five years, 22, and you could be like 27, 28. Okay, I get yeah. So that you know, take six. Yeah. The thing is, like they look 22 though. Like I, if I shave my beard, I look 17. So and you're I telling me I'm 25 in African years? Oh, you can say you're 18. You you can go play under 18. My man, Abdul, give me a contract, bro. Give me a contract. Now you just gotta look at the whole tournament in general and be like, what's going on? Yeah. This is like the this is like the tournament to look at if you want to look at African talent. Yeah. And there is a lot of European scouts, coaches. It's hard to take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And we, me, and you are talking about it here. And imagine what Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp and and all these European clubs are talking about. How are you gonna watch teams win games like this? Yeah. And yeah. think about who's the best player or who who should I look at out there? Like you're not even gonna be interested in watching the game. Welcome back to another episode of the Pretty Pod. We're creating an environment here where we can communicate authentically and expose some real truths related to talent development and current trends in the world of football while also offering important insight on how to navigate through your own journey. I'm Sean Afkaminia, that's Evan Bozeman, and my co-co-host over there behind him, Mila. Mila, stop doing that, that's nasty. <laughs> Say hello. All right. Our guest today is Abdul. Abdul, what's your last name? I should have asked you that before we started. Muhammad. Muhammad, Abdul yeah. Muhammad. Abdul is with Golden Boot Academy out of Oakland, California. Uh, we had the fortunate opportunity to meet him along with his other, the rest of his coaching staff, the guys that he works with last yeah. summer when we visited our girl Casey out there. Um, and Abdul is going to join us to talk about the wave that Golden Boot Academy is making in the Oakland area and, you know, kind of their experience working with the Ethiopian national team last summer. Mm -hmm. That'll be very fun to hear. And, and then now some current heated things that are happening, allegations of corruption in the Africa Cup of Nations how that kind of all ties in together what up abdul what's going on guys thank you guys for having me out yeah for sure i appreciate you coming fun. all this all this way just to be with us man i feel so yeah. special <laughs> you literally drove two days straight yeah from northern california to train with us yesterday and just do this podcast right <laughs> correct <laughs> <laughs> maybe not just for us but yeah. we're at least like a major priority right for sure okay for sure bet bet, bet. you guys if you guys come to dallas you guys gotta hit this guy's up man Best in the Dallas area, for sure. That's love. Well, what do you think of our podcast setup? Oh, it's nice. It's nice. I like it. It's dope, man. Yeah, we're still yeah. putting things together. We got a big blank wall here that we got to figure out. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Maybe put, put a golden boot banner right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be. That could be. We could do. We could change right it up here. each time, right? Whoever's our guest, we could yeah, put something yeah. to promote oh, them. Yeah, that would be dope. That's not a bad idea. That would be dope. I'll take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. So, Abdul, why don't we just start, you know, you tell us a little bit about your upbringing, yeah. kind of like your your ties to Oakland, you know, and how you got started with Golden Boot. Yeah. Um, so, I was born and raised in Ethiopia. 
um, which is in East Africa, if you guys don't know it. Um, so I grew up in Oakland. I grew up in Ethiopia, played football, soccer my entire life. Came here when I was 17, um, moved to Oakland. Um, so that's where I've been since I moved here. Um, and pretty much just all I've known is just soccer. You know, when I first came, I started playing at uh, um, Oakland International High School. Um, there's, a, there's a very, very good program. Not just a team, it's just more than soccer. It's soccer without borders. So they have, it's a program and they go um, basically find like um, newcomers to the, to the country and they help you with school, soccer, just being social with people. There's a lot of kids in that program that don't even speak English. So when I first came, you know, I spoke a little English, but I didn't have any place to go. How old were you when you first came? When I first came, I was 17. So I just turned 17. Okay. And my mom, she brought me here and then my sister was here. My couple of my cousins were here, but my mom had to go back home. So I basically had to navigate everything. Just figure it out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I joined that program. They basically just dropped you off. They're like, good luck. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, she, um, because my sister was here, but she was mostly focused on school, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm, really, I'm like not really into school and all that stuff. I was just trying I to feel play. That. So I was like, I'm looking for teams and um, uh, came came across Soccer Without Borders and I talked to Coach Ben and he was like, yeah, man, we'd love to have you out here. And they pretty much just showed me what everything is about, like soccer, how, like how to even like apply for financial aid, what yeah. colleges, but like, like yeah. that seems like pretty stuff simple. Exactly. Yeah. But when I came here, I didn't know how to go to college. Like I don't know what, I didn't even know if there was a community college. I thought like you had to apply to a college and just go to a four-year college and like, you're not going to go to college at all. Mm-hmm. Right? So they basically just helped me navigate through life. And then that's where I met most of my friends that I'm really like close to right now. That's where I met one of the, like my good friends, like he's like my brother right now, Johannes, Johannes Harishin, one of the coaches that plays mm-hmm. with Oakland Roots. He's like a big brother to me because I've never had somebody just show me the path and he's still like leading me because if you, if, you, if you think about it it's funny because he went to soccer without borders and he played there and i played there and then he went to holy names i went to holy names and played there and then he went to the roots and i, I was trying to go to the roots and we yeah. to the team yeah, so yeah. he basically just helped just following me his yeah i was just following his footsteps yeah. and you know that's where i met most people that are very very valuable to me in my life and then after that i uh, went to community college played two years in community college transferred to uh four-year holy names and then i played two years there and right when i was transferring that's where i met um goose so we played, we had a little Ethiopian uh, community soccer games, uh, like pickup games that was going on on, on, mm-hmm. on Saturdays. And um, that's where I met him and he was just, you know, chopping it up. And I want, because at the time he was going to SF State. So he was playing there. So I told him I wanted to play for SF State. And he was like, yeah, it's good. I got you. And then we went to a couple of practices for uh-huh. local teams. And then from there, I was like, yeah, like I need to train if I want to play at SF State at that level. Like I need to get better. And then he's like, yeah, you can come out and train with us. And Johannes used to have this little um, free trainings every Friday. So what Golden Boot is always about is for the community, you know, because mm-hmm. it's trying to help guys like me that are interested in playing but really can't afford it. Like, you know, sure. at the time I could yeah. not afford a $40 session. Yeah. I, I was barely paying my rent, you know. Yeah. I, I was just going to school and making that some That adds money. up, yeah, exactly. you know. It's not just $40, but you got to train twice yeah. a week, yeah. you know. And so that- I was just training by myself and I'm like yeah like I would love to train with you guys but I can't afford it yeah and so Johannes used to have like this little group like uh, 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 like all my friends and stuff we used to train on Fridays for free he just helped us out yeah. like, for an hour but nobody was committed enough so I used to work at SF in, in, in SF at um, Salesforce so I used to be an intern there so I was okay. working as a computer computer uh, software programmer oh, so wow. I was yeah I was an intern there on, on, my, on, my, on my senior year of high school because I was with this program called Genesworks. Mm-hmm. So they helped me out getting that internship and stuff. And then I used to go to SF 
go to work right after school. I used to go to work and then come back and then train with him every Friday. So I used to take BART, I used to take the train, come back, take the bus, boom, to do that commute every day. And if y'all aren't familiar with, like, the Bay Area, like, that's not just an easy commute yeah. from San Francisco uh, to Oakland. Oakland. It's not that far, but, like, you, you gotta, gotta go across go. the bridge, exactly. like, there's traffic, like, exactly. it's not it's not easy. Yeah. So I have to take the train, come back, take the bus, and then go to training, and then go home, do a little over again. But then the guys weren't that committed. So Johannes was just like, yeah, if you guys don't want to do it anymore, I'm, I'm not going to come here and waste my time. Yeah. And he stopped doing it. So now I had to hit up Johannes personally, and I'm like, I still want to train. And he's like, okay, come out and train. And then Goose was like, yeah, you, you guys can come out and train. And I trained with him a couple of times, and then he's like, oh, you got to start paying. So I was like, I can't afford it. So I used to like, you know, I remember, like, I used to train, and I was just like, be like, okay, I got you, I got you. I would just run out. And he up to me like, where's my 20? At the time, they were just charging $20 yeah. for training. You know, they just started too. So I was like, I mean, I can train and I can't afford it, so I can help you guys out. I, yeah. can, I can clean up after or there help you, you guys set up. Yeah. Um, like, you know, train like the little, like four or five year olds, like, you know, like help you guys. Because when they train like the like the big pros and stuff, I can help you guys get the balls, da da da, yeah. all that. He's like, yeah, it's cool. And then you, I can hop in, in some sessions. Like, you know, they wouldn't do a private session for me, but I'll hop into sessions with other players. And then that's how I just started with them. And then I was, Sounds like a fair trade off. It was, it was, yeah. it was. And yeah. they, I mean, they were exactly, they were like brothers to me. Like, yeah, I was their little brother, so they were just I would just hang out at the field all day with them, and mm-hmm. not even just train. Like we would just like talk and just watch them coach, and I learned a lot, like a lot of things from them. I mean, that's it. Like yeah. just being in that environment, even mm-hmm. if you're not getting the direct one on one training, yeah. like just being in that environment, touching the ball, and also translating what you know, helping yeah. the players that yeah. you're training, like yeah. that's gonna help you develop as exactly. a player too. Yeah. For sure. So that, like I said, like just being in that environment, it just you just see the the game in a different way. Because yeah. when we play, this is there is one way to see the game, and then when you're just watching when somebody coaches, and then when you coach, it's like a whole new different world. You know, like you see the mistakes that you make in a game, but you're not actually playing it. Like somebody else is making that mistake, and you'd be like, oh, I do this too in the game, but I don't, I don't see it because. You can't really judge yourself like that. Yeah. Unless you so have yeah. And stuff. So when yeah. they give out pointers to be like, oh, check your shoulder like this, or drop into this space, or open up your body, body this way, I'll be like, oh, I need to do that too, because he's a midfielder, I'm a midfielder, but mm-hmm. I don't do that in a game. Maybe if I do that next time, I'll be, you know. So that little, like, that helped me a lot, especially just watching them for a couple months before I started coaching. I'm like, okay, this is what they want. Like, this is the philosophy. Like, I need to follow this, or like the players. This is how they react to different situations. So when I started coaching and then when I started doing like privates, like for real, for real, like the, I was just like, boom, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, we, like we all had the passion. So it wasn't, it wasn't hard for us to just be involved. So, cause we're so involved when we coach, like we're just like with the players, like we're running with them, yelling, like doing as much, if not more work than the players sometimes, you know? So I'm like, okay, like this is like, you need to have intensity into this. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, they, they, they taught me a lot, man. Like they, they guided me through this private training world like when i first started and i was like what 19 18 at the time man i love that you just created your own path yeah for sure that's like that's 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 something that everyone could take something from it's like you know you knock on the doors the doors don't open well are you just gonna quit are you gonna turn around yeah and, and and you know find a different path are you gonna like stay with what you want to do yeah. stick to what you want to do but just find a different route to get yeah. it yeah. you know and that's exactly what you did yeah how long you been with them now so now almost what four years 
Yeah. So when you started training with them, Golden Boot was already a thing? It was a thing, but it wasn't like... What it is? It wasn't a business. Oh, okay. So okay. it was... I mean, they were still trying to make it a business, mm-hmm. but it was more for like a... I wouldn't say a side hustle because Goose already graduated from college. Johannes already graduated from college. Yeah, yeah. So they were kind of doing it full time, but they were just uh, in transition from like having doing a side hustle into like, okay, we can do this full time, yeah. you know? But it wasn't, there was like, nobody was getting paid. Uh, we we're still like, you know, having stuff in our, tr- in our trunk, you know, loading it up, taking it out every day. Like uh, Goose's yeah. car used to get broken every single day. Like we were like, because they see that this, and in the bay, guys. If you guys don't know, don't leave anything in your car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they will break. They will break it like in a second. Like, oh, we I yeah. Mean, we visited y'all in Oakland. We know. We so, know. Yeah, we're yeah. aware. We're aware uh, of the situation. You know, yeah, yeah. So he was getting annoyed. And he was like, "Yeah, man, we need we need a van." But that was that was later. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we're they were in the in, in the transition. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So you know, you talked about like Golden Boot really being for the community yeah what kind of like impact are you guys directly making in the in the community besides just the training mm-hmm. like what is what is kind of like y'all's heartbeat for oakland so for sure so um like i said golden boot i mean if you guys go to a website and read it or like about page we basically just focus on like the community because like i said golden boot brought out people like me like i was part of that community yeah you know i had nothing going on for me at the time i just came here to the u.s i don't know anything and i met this guy saying they were just they took me under under their wings so more than just training the kids we try to get people to follow their dreams you know like to chase their dreams basically because they're they're players that want to be professional players they're players that want to be coaches private trainers so we just basically guide them through how how to be a coach how to be a professional player i mean because the passion is already there. There's a lot of talented kids in Oakland, man. And it's just like, it's just sad because most of them, they just drift out and go, you know, hang out with the wrong people and then end up on the wrong side of town and, you know, get into all that life because you, you've seen Oakland, you know, it's not yeah, all, yeah, you know, it's not uh, all pretty because there's, there's parts that are very, you know, sketchy. It looks like so. it's getting better, though. It's getting better, it's starting for to sure. gentrify certain areas yeah, a little bit, yeah. like. But still, like, the real, like, Oakland, Oakland is like, you know, when you go deep in like East Oakland and stuff like that, like I, you know, I have yeah. a couple of friends that I've, you know, that I've played soccer with me that are super talented, bro. But they're just hang out with the wrong people, like yeah. I said, and then and just hang just out. Trapped. Yeah, and then trapped mm-hmm. in the system. So, um, you know, Golden Boot, we have, you know, like just uh, mention some examples. Like we have free camps that we do, like just okay. free sessions that we do. Like we just announced it on Instagram. Anybody can come join and do a free session, like free shooting, f- finishing drills, and like, finishing session. And then we. Um, uh, soccer without borders is one of our partners so we just go and help them out and then we go help local teams uh coach you know local kids um and then there's a team we work with uh oakland soccer club so oakland soccer club is the team that we play me goose and uh, neb we play on that team so uh, they have a very good uh, youth system they they don't charge for their kids so they have a good competitive they're they play in a competitive league mm-hmm. but they don't charge for the kids so for the kids to play that team so we work we you know we work with them we help them out and stuff like that um you know we donate stuff you know we take stuff back home to Ethiopia which we originally are from mm-hmm. and we help kids back there and right. stuff like that so at the end of the day man like you just got to give back because yeah. we 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 we, ha- we have a lot you know at this time we're grateful so we just got to keep um bringing just pulling people people up yeah coaches players whatever it is just you know they want to follow their dreams just got to help that support that Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I, I really love what y'all are doing. Like, yeah. you know, you you guys and Footy Factory, like, we're very similar. Yeah. The mm-hmm. types of people that we are, mm-hmm. but also the way that we've kind of built our brand and what we're trying to do with it, like, the impact we're trying to make. 
And I think, you know, obviously because of the environment that you guys in, like the things that you guys are doing to make that deep impact may be a little bit different from what we're doing, but ultimately it's all to create more positive energy and yeah. to help the next generation. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, I love what y'all do because, you know, you guys and, and us, we see, we're, we're very like-minded and I think that's why we connected so well. And even just yeah. that first meeting, we knew that it wasn't going to be our last, yeah, sure. you know, so it's awesome that you're here with us right now and uh, looking forward to, to doing more with you guys in the future, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you guys are doing a good job changing the culture of soccer in Oakland, like really trying to help people out that aren't yeah. as fortunate yeah. and, and give them opportunities, which is great. What are like some long-term goals for you guys? Um, I mean, obviously our long-term goal would be to have our own place, like to have our own facility where we, yeah. you know everybody can come, you know, train, stuff like that. But it's just in general, just being uh, – that place that you want to go for training, for personal training, you know, mm -hmm. just build a brand so it's like known in, in, you know, nationally, internationally, you know, have connections with people so we can help, you know, bring people or kids, bring, you know, make make their make their um, dreams come true. Especially, you know, players back home, there's so much talent. I mean, we're going to get into it later, but there's so much talent. We just want to help them go to Europe, come to America, yeah. come, you know, play for colleges, scholarships, all that. Just, mm -hmm. you know, be that pathway because you know when I was younger, but if I had this training, I would you know it would be it would have been different. That's, different what, we exactly. That's what we say every time. Yeah, right? but the every thing is, so time. but we, like people use like, yeah. oh, when I was young, I didn't have this that, but they they're not doing anything about it. Like right. to help the uh -huh. youngsters now, you know. Yeah. So we're trying to be that 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 um, that uh, exactly. place, that organization that helps the kids, you know, make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. Exactly. I always say I always say like I'm literally like. The mission for Footy Factory, the vision for Footy Factory is literally just to create everything that I never had as a yeah. player. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know, and obviously that's very general, very broad. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're goal setting and, and trying to create a vision for yourself, like you want to be very specific, yeah. of course. But I think if you always have that why in exactly. mind, exactly. like that's going to guide everything yeah. that you do. That's what keeps yeah. you going. Yeah. yeah. And even like you talked about, just kind of reaching out to people. I think it's great. Yeah. Obviously, we're real big on social media and we're real big on like kind of video content and recording the stuff, putting stuff out there. And that's one thing I love about y'all's page and y'all's mm -hmm. YouTube is y'all do mm -hmm. a really good job at kind of painting what all the sessions look like. Yeah. So even you don't even have to necessarily kind of like we talked about, maybe you didn't have the money to do the training and yeah. stuff like that. But like putting videos out there and like yeah. the stuff y'all do, bringing it down that we're trying to do as well. Yeah, it's just like sure. it's a way for people that maybe they're in a small town and they can't mm -hmm. get to Oakland. Well, hey, I can't get there, but. I have this good content that they're putting out. I have yep. this, they're coaching and it's very clear. The drills are simple that I can set up and yep. it's just a way for them to even, it's a way for you to kind of like affect people and touch people without actually having to know. Yeah. It's just a quick yeah. way. And I think that's one reason why like soccer is getting so much bigger here yeah. is because now it's like back then the kids, like even at our age, you might like YouTube was just kind of coming around. So you yeah. might not have known what to look at or yeah. how to train. Nowadays exactly. you can literally just find hundreds of training yeah. on any yeah. specific thing you want. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And then you can just like literally just fly with that. Obviously, mm -hmm. you, it's better to get the hands-on approach, but being yeah. able to have access to like the stuff that y'all put out is definitely yeah, for a big sure. thing too. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just free content in general. Like uh -huh. even just doing this podcast, this is helpful to yeah. people. Like yeah. someone listening to this is going to be inspired by it. Mm -hmm. Is going to hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, take some positive action in their life from it too. And that's the whole point of what we do. Like 
you know, everything that we do, all the content that we put out right now is for free and it's to help whoever's listening. It's to inspire them. It's to like, you know, give them something to work off of, to, to push them to a new level. Yeah. And, and really like if, if you can help even one person from Mm -hmm. anything that you do, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's positive. That's, that's you're doing something right. You're, you're, you're doing more than you would if you were just sitting on your ass, you know, doing nothing. Like, yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of like what you guys are trying to do in the future, building a globally recognized brand, Mm -hmm. it's also what we're trying to do, you know, and, uh, all I have to say is when are we doing a golden boot footy factory camp? Oh yeah. Anytime you guys ready, man. Let's get it then. Let's get it. Let's get it. You know I'm ready. Come back to the bay. I was born ready, Abdul. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Always ready. Stay ready. Stay ready, young guy. Get yeah. ready. That's right. That's right. So, next topic. I know last summer you guys, your whole team, went out to Ethiopia. Yeah. Spent some time there and actually had like a training camp with yeah. the Ethiopian national team. So, why don't you just like talk about that a little bit? How yeah. long do you stay there? You know, what was the scope of the training mm-hmm. and, and things like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, we actually went in September. So we, uh, we okay. Just, so yeah. after the summer, after the summer, yeah. yeah. So me and Goose uh, traveled to Ethiopia. We are both from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were so it's just you and Goose from Ethiopia. Oh, I'm saying travel? just you yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, it was just oh, okay. us. Gotcha. Because yeah, yeah. Johannes was still with the roots, and Nub had to like take care of. Because we can't let the business. Sure. sure. Someone's yeah. Gotta stay. yeah. yeah. Someone had. <laughs> <exactly. laughs> so he was a busy man. Yeah. <laughs> he was like he, but he like props to him. He yeah, like yeah. kept it going. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know. So Nub was here. So me and Goose went back home because we've been planning to do, to do this for like five years. But since he yeah. started, he's like, I always want to go back home, help the kids mm-hmm. back home, try to do some sessions for the pros and stuff. So, uh, you know. Right now is when everything is pretty much settled and we have, you know, a rhythm going with Golden Boot out here. Now we just went back home, me and Goose, and we uh, visited some family. He's from, uh, from from a small town, not a small town, but like a, a town called Hawassa. And I'm from the capital city, Addis Ababa. Um, so he, is that in the north or the south? Uh, so Addis Ababa is in the, like in the middle, kind of in the okay. middle. And Hawassa is, I think, to north. I mean, don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I am you don't even know your own country, yeah, bro. I mean, I, I just know where it is. I just don't know which, which way. <laughs> name all, name all yeah. the state, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, uh, he, he grew up there. His dad played professional for the local team, Hawasa Kanama. Um, so he, uh, he, he had some connections with the guys out there. So we went there. and then, But the thing is, it was hard to get people at first because we, yeah. we, we had no ex- we, we don't know what to expect we didn't oh, uh, we yeah, just yeah, yeah. we had our equipment we had our balls our so you just stuff. went we just you went. didn't really so have we a like, plan yeah. we're, like when we were planning it we were just like okay we hit up people obviously like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I had my cousin that works in the federation like he has some connections and stuff and I hit him up he's like yeah it's good come over but that's the thing they will tell you that once you were there they'll be like yeah man like this right so we're <laughs> yeah. like we're ready for that and I told him I'm like don't have high expectations like we can't be all mm-hmm. hyped up and stuff and go there and we might not even do a single session. We yeah. might just go there, visit family and come back. Like, yeah. We're not expecting... Still be, exactly. Still be a good trip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we were just like, if anything, we just use it as a vacation and come back. You know, mm-hmm. just visit family, boom, come mm-hmm. back, you know? And he was like, yeah, man, like, we just go, see what it is. And then we went, like, like, like forget about training the national team. We were just trying to get one player to train. Yeah. That's it. Like, we're like, okay, let's get a single professional yeah, yeah. player that is one known person. in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Get a good content, get a video, get a, like some photos, and then we're out. Yeah. And then we went, met up with a couple of guys. Um, 
we showed them our content like we had a big presentation set up um you know called some guys like talked to my cousin and stuff like that we had some connections and then we went to the federation um because everything so in ethiopia you have to go through the federation if you want to achieve anything like because mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of the day the thing is like in, not just in ethiopia and most african countries and especially in all third world countries they just want to like they they have this like thinking of like oh somebody's here to take my job you know mm -hmm. like uh, oh yeah, he's yeah. a coach he's taking my everyone's job. viewed as a yeah, threat like yeah mm -hmm. exactly right so we're like okay so we had to i mean i don't blame them because they've never seen trainings like yeah. this like they have never been exposed to stuff yeah. like this sure, uh, sure yeah so i'm like so now we have to build we have you know we have to build that trust first you know we yeah. have to like work on their 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 um their view of training so we had to set up this whole presentation on on how like personal training is applied into a team settings. Yeah. You know, like we had, we showed videos of Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and you know Barca doing all these private trainings for Messi and Ronaldo and Neymar and like all these top players just doing private trainings. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, they do this stuff every day. Like that, if yeah. they're injured, they don't go back straight to team training. No. So you know? you're no. saying like even the professionals there yeah. like. Private training is not is a foreign concept. Exactly. Like, yeah. Really. Even, nobody knows what private training. Yeah, kind of like we were talking about yesterday. Even like just the whole idea of private exactly. training That's, in that country yeah, is yeah. just yeah. like a just yeah. not a thing. It's like nobody knows what yeah. private. Like you don't go. You you go to a park and he, out here and you see a kid have a couple of cones and dribble around cones and shooting. Right. Yeah. You don't see that back home. Everybody's just playing street soccer. That's right. how we grow up. Right? Of course. Yeah, so we don't know what private training is. There's no one-on-one -on -one personal but training. But you think, like, once they've gotten to a professional level, they've been exposed to something like that. No, that's like, the problem. Cause yeah. That they, they've known the training since... They've known the same training since they were kids. Yeah. And they grew up in Ethiopia. They're playing in Ethiopia League. And they haven't been exposed to any other outside league. Wow. You know? mm -hmm. So... We have so much that that's and that was that was one of our biggest questions when we went back home. Is like, why do we have so much talent, but not even a single player playing in the EPL? There's Nigerian players, there's Cameroonian players. There. You yeah. watch the uh, African Cup right now. I was watching the Cote d'Ivoire versus Egypt right now. Uh -huh. From those 20, 20, uh, 24 or twenty two players from 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 each team, at least 15, 16 of them play in Europe in top yeah. teams. Top yeah. 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 Pepe. Uh, Orier for Cote d'Ivoire in the Premier League in, in, in and a lot Syria of them will go uh, early like exactly. they were, maybe were born in their respective countries yeah. but like they moved they would, to Europe at like Europe. 9, 10, yeah. 11 or whatever because yeah. 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 there is there is the opportunity there for them and we're like we have so much talent and we compete against we play like beautiful soccer bro like that's the game like the soccer we play mm -hmm. is like like tiki taka style like, like it's enjoyable to watch mm -hmm. but we don't make it out why? Because we don't have this, the, the the right trainings, because we don't have mm -hmm. the structured trainings, and yeah. we're trying to. That's why that's 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 one of the questions we asked when we went back. We we're like, okay, how do we solve this? You know, what do we mm -hmm. need to work on? First is the mindset, right? So we went to the federation, talked to the people. Um, we we're like, okay, we are here to do this, 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 and then, thankfully, right now it's changing because they're hiring a lot more younger guys as coaches, as you know, leaders in the federation and stuff, and they view the game in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about, like social media is a big yeah. part right now. Uh -huh. So they're kind of exposed to it. They, like, you know, they see it online and stuff. They watch the game saying they know the modern game is it's all about technique. You have to be technical. You see Van Dyke dribbling through players. You see the, the keepers taking, you know, Clean yeah, touches, yeah, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's not like and it's not like anymore. Like, oh, you're a center back, all you do is defend. No, defend, you're a center back, you need to be technical, clear. you know. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. so. Well, you, I think, I mean, like you're saying, it's the only sport where you have to be trained to play every position exactly. on the field. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
So that's the that's the thing. So we we're like, okay, we need to have a position specific training. Yeah. Not just the whole team. We can't have the center, center back and striker doing the same thing the whole training. Yeah. Like that's not gonna work. Mm -hmm. Like you want the striker doing finishing, a lot of finishing. But it, but a, a lot of their individual training should look the same up to a certain point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, would oh. you agree with that? Yeah, when they're when they're growing up, when they're younger, like oh, oh, in their yeah, fundamental stages, no, like yeah. as they're developing their technique, like just getting comfortable with the ball. Like the training is pretty much all the same. Yeah. yeah. But then once you get to once, that yeah, level, yeah. So then it should the be a little bit level. more position. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we're talking about the, 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 like the professional coaches, we had a meeting with them, and we're like, okay, this is how we separate. You know, you see how you separate the, the, the striker with the defender. You do this stuff with the defenders. You do this stuff with the strikers. Yeah. And then you bring them together and then run your own tactical right. session. Like We're not out here to be a head coach. Like we're yeah, not yeah. out here to run a whole team tactical yeah, session. Yeah, yeah. Like We just take three strikers and then have them shoot. Like, you know, like, have them take, like, 100 shots. From 100 shots, if they score 30 today, tomorrow they might score 50. That's an improvement. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a huge step, you know? Uh -huh. Like, you show them the right techniques. Like, you show them how to make the runs in the box. Like, like the things that we, like, we think is very, like, basic mm -hmm. is, like, the things that they ignore. Like, mm -hmm. the details, right? Yeah. That's yeah. why they're not very efficient in front of the goal is because they're not even, they're not making the right movements before they get to that ball. Cause they were, so, they would never get to that ball, you know? Yeah. So, all that little details was, like, we were, like, okay, this is how you do it. And then when we came down to the youth level, we were, like, okay, they're so talented. Like, you see them, like, when I, because I remember when I was young, like, we used to play soccer, like, the whole day, damn near. Like, we'd go to school in the morning, we'd play soccer. Like, lunchtime, we'd play soccer. After school, we'd play soccer. We'd go yeah. home, we threw our backpacks, we were on the yeah, field yeah, just yeah. playing. But it was just street soccer. So, uh -huh. we were, like, technical, like, we were in a lot. Like, there's natural talent, you can yeah. see that. Uh -huh. But, like, when you talk about, like, specific techniques, like, there's no refinement the, exactly, to it. Like, yeah. There's no, like, you need to, like, get it, like, hammer that into their, uh -huh. you know, because once they get that and they get that structure, when they grow up, it's easy for them. Like they get to Europe, let's say they oh, come to sure. America, it's easier for them to go yeah, into that yeah, system, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So that's what we're trying to basically work on. That was our main mission when we when we went there, mm -hmm. and um, so we had this support from the from the federation and stuff like that. And I mean, like it, it was huge because like I said, we didn't expect anything, you know. Yeah. So let's just rewind real yeah. quick. So you said that you had a connection with the federation. You had a cousin that worked in the federation. Is that right? Yeah. No. So not not directly there, but he like he's been around. The like the thing is like he's back there is you gotta know someone that knows someone that knows someone yeah, that yeah. can get mm -hmm. you somewhere. So yeah, yeah. he was the guy for like for sure. So he so had, through him you were able to kind of yeah, like him you, and, know, you know other people knock yeah. down some mm -hmm. other doors yeah. and and just kind of make your way in to talk to the people that you exactly. needed to talk to yeah. in order to get, have the opportunity to get in front of the national team. Basically. Not just so at first not just the national team. So we wanted to do some club trainings. So okay. the team that I was at Kenema where um, Goose's dad played at. Mm -hmm. That team, we had a, we we got the we got the contact for the coach and we hit him up and we we're like, okay, we're here trying to do this stuff. And then he went and talked to him and he was like, yeah, this, you know, I would love you guys to have a, I would love to, I would like for you guys to come out and do a session. And um, Goose was in us at the time. I was back in the capital city, so I flew out there and then we run a session for them. So the guy, the coach, is very like super like, you know, uh, progressive minded. Like yeah, he he's kind of like on y'all's exactly, level. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, oh, man, that's dope. Like, that was one of the guys that we met. He's like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is what we need. Like, mm -hmm. this is why our players are not doing this. This And yeah, yeah. he's training. I bet that was, like, really encouraging Oh, for yeah, because right? mm -hmm. we never met people like yeah. that. So we were like, oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. You meet and people that are just stuck in their Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Some of the people we met, they were like, oh, no, I have, a, I have my own plan. Like, I do yeah. my own training sessions. I don't need you guys. Oh, you like, some like some guys, they look at you and they're like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 23. He's like, so you're 23, you want to be my coach? You want to take my job? I'm like, 
that's like that's that's not what my you're talking age, about here. Like yeah, my jump. age is like doesn't yeah, have yeah, you know. He's like, how come you were a coach and you were very young? I'm like, what does that guy do with anything? You yeah. Know? So you know, but the guy he was cool, so he, he let us run a session for his team. Um, we did a couple of sessions for him, and then uh, we uh, like through some people we got we got the coach we got the head coach for the national team. We got his number and we hit him up. Nice. And then we we met we met we actually met. Um, there was a dinner set up for some for some uh, uh, for some journalists like some fundraising thing. So we met him there and we talked to him and we were like, we need, we love to have a meeting with you. So he uh, invited us to uh, to a meeting and we had, a, we presented our ideas, like what we want to do and stuff like that. And luckily they were in, they were going to a camp for the World Cup qualifications. Yeah. So they had the, they had four games that they would play to qualify for mm-hmm. the first round of World Cup qualifications. So they were going to a camp in like a week, right? So that was the best time for us to be there. So he was like, yeah, I'll invite you guys one of the days and we come, run a session for the national team and we were like no way like that was like we're like when I because when I was growing up I was to watch the national team on TV and I'm like yeah like I would not even think about it like not even just train them I wouldn't even think about being in a stadium watching the game you know yeah. so that was crazy for us sounds like all the pieces just fell um, together for you at exactly, the exact yeah. right yeah. time yeah. but yeah. like it's not that they just magically appeared like no. you guys did a lot of no. groundwork to make that happen like so, you took a big risk even just going yeah. out there not yeah. having a plan not having anything set up yeah. and you just went you just went and when you got there you got to work yeah like and you figured it up. out really we get, yeah so first two weeks we did not do any sessions we had all our stuff still packed yeah like all the balls in the back Everything is, we're like, what's going on, man? Like, You're getting uh, ready yeah. to go back home. We're like, okay, we might as well just give everything away and just go to our families and just chill and then go back when the uh-huh. trip is done, you know? Yeah. So, because we, we were hitting people up and some like some of the replies you How'd you get like, all your equipment out there, by the way? Just so, you, yeah, you just, no, you just take it. So, you just take it out extra luggage. So, we just put everything in the luggage and then we took like, we paid like extra, like a grand for all the extra equipment. Wow. Yeah, just to, to fly it out mm-hmm. here, you know? But that was like, that was the least of our worries. Because yeah. Because we just want to go back and help the people yeah, out. Yeah. So, Cause some of the and then we called some people, some coaches, and we're like, yeah, man, like we're trying to do this session for you, like this free session for your team. You learn mm-hmm. something from us, and we learn something from you. Like it's a free session. We're not yeah. charging anybody. We're just trying to introduce this this new like training idea. And you're like, oh, what am I gonna get? Like we're like, like you're gonna get I the training, asking, man. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like we just told what you, you mean, like knowledge wise or like material wise. No, 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 material wise. What am I gonna get? Like I need some balls. I need some shirts. I need this. I'm like. Like we're trying to help you here. Like we didn't, and then Goose was like, you know what? Like, like forget it. Like we're not yeah. doing any sessions. We're going back home. I'm like, nah, like relax. Let's like, let's, it's oh, okay. Like, we can, too. like yeah. So we're like, yeah, man. Like, we, because I told him like we gotta be ready for this. Uh-huh. That's because this, this is a new thing coming in like to a country that I've known like football for their whole lives, and you were trying to like not change but like introduce this new idea. And so you gotta be patient with people. Like you gotta mm-hmm. work with them. You gotta like mm-hmm. you know find ways around. And then eventually we got to the first team, like the Osaka Kanaman, the coach was very supportive. And then we got to the national team and then we got to some of the older players that played there and now they're coaches. And then we were talking to them and stuff. They were super dope and they were super cool about it because some of them, they actually came to the U.S. and yeah. played here a little mm-hmm. bit. So they knew that what we were talking about. So they helped us get the, 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 the national team session going. And then we actually also worked with the women's national team too. Oh, wow. So cool. we did the women's national team, we did the men's national team. Um, and it was it was dope, man. It was it was a dream come That's true. a hell of an experience, yeah. man. Like, yeah, I'm super yeah. jealous. Hopefully, we get to do something along yeah. those lines in the future. Yeah. I mean, we have worked with really high level players yeah. and stuff, but yeah. you know, just like to have your own dedicated like time with the entire national For team sure. is mm-hmm. amazing. Sure. So, you know, like, what would you say? 
or how many how many sessions did you have with the national team while you were there? So we actually we only had one session. Okay. But we did a two hour long session. So like I said, they were getting ready for the World Cup qualifications. Um, so they only had ten days to get ready for that yeah. big moment, bro. Like it was crazy. They only had ten days. So the coach was like, "Okay, I can give you guys a session." So but they had their training camp already blocked off yeah. for in preparation for, for Africa Cup of no, Nations, for World Cup qualifications, for World Cup yeah. qualifications. Yeah. And he gave you one entire yeah. session of their camp. Of their camp. That's yeah. big. So they they had their camp in the in the in the Bahardar Stadium, which is the brand new stadium built in one of the cities. That's like top stadium in the country they were, they were doing all their trainings there mm-hmm. so he literally called us on a tuesday and he's like oh yeah guys you can guys can you guys can come out on friday and do a session for the team we're like okay i drop everything yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. say less yeah yeah, yeah. be so there he's like yeah he's like yeah man and then we talked to him uh, you know uh, previously and he was like yeah i mean i only have 10 days to get ready for mm-hmm. the world cup like that's 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 the big thing so i can't really have you guys get involved every single day it would yeah. be tough for me because i want to have my own ideas like he's getting all these players from and yeah. the thing is i think ethiopia is one of the only oh maybe oh yeah one of the only countries in in the all done the whole african cup of nations tournament that have most of the teams from most of the players from within the country that play okay. in the country so we only have one player that plays in egypt everybody else plays in the ethiopian Premier League. Yeah, i was gonna say because yeah. like already with any national team set up you have a very minimal amount of time exactly. to spend yeah. with them. So yeah. the fact that he gave you guys one full session yeah. is a huge yeah. commitment. Yeah, because the, the Ethiopian Premier League was already in, in, in season. So they already started the, the, the season. Yeah. So they only gave him 10 days to get ready for that World Cup qualifications. And the guys are coming in from what games, training, stuff like that. Yeah. And they already like, some of them are injured, some of them are fatigued, some of them are not in shape. Because it was just starting, the season yeah. was just starting. Uh-huh. So he had to do all that. And plus, like try to apply his own tactics and mm-hmm. how he wanted to play because it's a huge game like you i mean we didn't make it past the first round but still like you know if oh, I mean, if they qualified for the world cup or the round or the third round or the second round it would have been a huge thing for him you know so he had to take that very seriously of so course. for him to give us time from that from from those 10 days is like that's like, a big sacrifice on his part like that sure. that just shows how much he respects us and how much he believes in our process Cause we did like a three-hour-long presentation to him, mm-hmm. and we showed him like what it is, like what we do, and how passionate we are about it, and like how we got to this point and stuff. And we were just like, yeah, man, I would love to help you guys out. So more than like for us, just more than you know us going and running the session, it's more about like building the connection with him, mm-hmm. and showing what we can offer to the national team and just to the players individually. Like they want to do, like let's say in the future, if they want to do like sessions in the off season, like we can fly out there for a month, and during the off season we can run like group sessions personal sessions yeah. for all this national yeah you're just players. planting those seeds boom, boom. exactly yeah, right? so doing that was just a huge and then after that the, everybody started calling they're like oh I see you guys working with the national team we had we hopped into some of the yeah, <laughs> interviews yeah. with the news and stuff oh and while yeah. you were there in Ethiopia so we had a, and then we recorded a huge video for the national team sick video we already posted on, on our Instagram mm-hmm. um so, and then they start seeing that and they start hitting us up. Oh, I would love to, like, for you guys to run a session for oh, my team. Was it, was it yeah. some of the same coaches that mugged you off before? Most, more, not the same, but like they knew too. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, I should have yeah. let them run a session for yeah. my uh-huh. team, you know? Yeah. And then after that, we went and ran a session for the women's national team. And then we we had a chance to work with the under 21s, but with the time didn't line up. We actually, one, one day we went went to one of the cities that they were training in and it was super rainy and uh, the field was all messed yeah, up so we couldn't yeah. do and they actually won the um, uh, one of the tournaments hosted in, in, in Africa so one of the tournaments hosted in Africa the women's under 21 won it 
So we had we had a chance to train them, but the time just couldn't have lined up. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we had we had we had a good time, man. But that's and, awesome. Bro. That's a, I mean that's a good lesson right yeah. there in that story. Is like rejection is just a redirection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fatal. Yeah. Shouldn't let it break sure. you down. Everyone's gonna get rejected. Who would yeah. give up, man? We wouldn't. We wouldn't be out here sitting, sitting down, talking about the national team and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before we actually move on, you were talking about how obviously y'all flew all that equipment out. Mm-hmm. Did y'all fly back with it, or no. did y'all, y'all gave it all? Yeah. Out? So we gave it out. So that was our main thing too. So mm-hmm. we were like, we're not just here to just give free training. We're here to help out. Nice. So we collected some cleats from the parents out here that we trained, mm-hmm. yeah. the kids that we trained. So. Um, we uh, we just distributed the, the, the equipment and the balls. Mm-hmm. The Did you just kind of go find random people? No, so yeah, so we idea. trained. So we didn't just train the national team and the club teams. We yeah. trained a lot of like local teams. Uh-huh. So the local teams is where the real talent is at, man. Like yeah. there's so many talented players. Uh-huh. So we trained a lot of local teams on like dirt fields. Like the field mm-hmm. is just dirt, and the like the the stuff you see there is crazy, man. Like the people how they play the game on the dirt field is crazy. Yeah. So we went out there, trained them, run a couple sessions for them. And then we did that a lot around Awasa and some in Addis. So we just basically, we just uh, figured out who needs some more. Because yeah, some of the teams, you know, like, you know, you go, you can donate it to the national team, but they already have a budget, you know. So we go, we went in down and donated to most of them, like the, the, the teams that needed the most. Nice. So we give them some balls, you know, we just chose the best players, give them some cleats, and then distributed the rest of the cleats, and then... Some you know we had bibs and stuff like that, and we you know we just donated everything. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What was uh, so <clears throat> for the national team? What was the quality of their facilities like? Um, it was, it wasn't it wasn't too great to be honest. I mean, if you go ask any team in Africa, I don't think they will give you. They will, they will tell you, oh, that's quiet. It's, it's nice. Nah. Yeah. It's mostly... Like, compared to them, it's nice. But, like, compared them, to exactly. other yeah. national teams, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. even in Africa, yeah, I mean, comparatively, like, like Ethiopia to, like, Cameroon, for example, like, yeah. is there a vast difference in, like, the quality of their facilities? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we didn't really... I mean, because the stadium looks nice, man. The field is yeah. nice. The pitch mm-hmm. is nice. Everything is, you know, huge, big and stuff. But... You go inside, you know, locker rooms and stuff. So that, I mean, this it's nothing that's you know we can hide. It's, it's official because CAF actually came and they looked at all the stadiums and they said none of the stadiums, the stadiums are eligible to host any FIFA tournament. Wow. So we couldn't, yeah. There's no, yeah, yeah. you can't play any FIFA games, any mm-hmm. FIFA official FIFA or CAF games in any of the stadiums in Ethiopia. Hmm. So because that's right after the South Africa game, so we were there for the South Africa game. Uh, we watched the game in the stadium, and then mm-hmm. right after that game, I guess. I don't know if the South African players complained, but they had guys in because they had like, nah, this ain't happening again. Yeah, so the guys they had the guys out there before for like a year ago, and they looked at all the stadiums. They were like, okay, it's not it's not at that level yet. So we'll give you guys, we'll give you guys a year to fix it, and then we'll come out and reevaluate. So they came out to do an evaluation, and then still failed. So with that, is it? Yeah. Do you know? Is that just like the quality of the field itself? Is it like not, how many people can fit in the stadium? Is no. Like so it's, I think so. I was reading about it. Is that there's a bunch of requirements. So like one. I mean, one of them was like you need to have a big screen where it shows like the uh, replays and the scores mm, and stuff. Yeah. That wasn't there. You know, like uh, like the facilities around the stadium. Like how far is the whole like the the, the oh, hotels? Like hotel. like even like for the fans like there is no food available for the fans there is no like drinks and stuff I'm sure there's like safety regulations exactly and safety that, regulations. Like, entering and exiting the yep. stadium yep. like making sure that you know the structure of the stadium is sound mm-hmm. and everything yeah. yeah yeah the build of the stadium actually is nice but like even the field the pitch wasn't well taken care of and stuff like that 
um, the locker rooms they weren't up to standards you know there's a locker room but it was just it was not it's not yeah. up to fifa standard yeah because there is you know i mean talking about like nigeria and like cameroon and like teams that have you know competed at the highest stage in the world cup coming into your country and, and eventually talking about ethiopia hosting hosting a, 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 a african cup a cup of nations or a world cup and if you, if you think if you're talking about that you need to have a stadium that's yeah up to that standard mm-hmm. you know so just like and that's one thing the federation needs to do better on is just like making sure that like for people coming out from outside mm-hmm. we look like we're we need to be there like we look like we belong in europe yeah. or we belong like our players belong in, in 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 you know in the top leagues in the world or like our national team needs to be competing at that level you yeah know? Mm-hmm. so the facilities needs to get better man like cause, yeah. i mean i don't think it's a funding issue to be honest Because there's a lot of money going into the business right now. There's mm-hmm. players getting paid a lot of money. The players, really? Yeah. Yeah, they get paid good, man, like right now. So there are players getting paid good in the country. Because um, right now, and I think the past two seasons, starting uh, in 2020, uh, Super Sports, uh, DSTV, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but that's the biggest African, the biggest uh, network in Africa okay. that, that shows, you know, yeah. uh, they Premier Leagues and okay. Alts area okay. and all stuff. That's how you, you know, it's like how uh-huh. cable and stuff out here, you know? Yeah. So they sponsor the Ethiopian Premier League. So they host, oh, they, nice. they, yeah. So they um, they got that those broadcast exactly. budgets mm-hmm. in. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's that's the problem. It's just how they distribute it. Yeah. That's I feel like that's the thing. Yeah. Because they're you know Africa, man. There's you, you know oh, there's yeah. holes everywhere. So yeah, yeah. Just getting making sure that that's all filled up and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it's gonna take a while, but I think we're getting there. It's for sure better. How uh, I guess how far off. From being able to host like a Cup of Nations game or a World Cup game, how far? Off I don't think it's that are. far off. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, so the one of the stadiums in Addis, though, the, the main stadium, you know, uh, Salva Stadium, is is getting uh, mm-hmm. reconstructed. So they're doing it's, they're all doing it all over again. So I, I feel like they're gonna do that pretty pretty nice, you know. Yeah. And now, because at the time, I guess there was a war going on in the country. I mean, there's it still is. Yeah. So there's man. a huge. I was political, gonna ask about that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's a huge. Top, yeah. Man. So there's a huge oh, political. Like unrest going on even mm-hmm. right now, but for most for the most part, especially in Addis and in the main cities that I'm talking about, it's pretty you know it's pretty chill because there there's a huge uh, military presence. There's it's very secure and stuff. Mm-hmm. But still, like you know, the money's maybe going somewhere else or yeah, like yeah. they're not really focused on know. this football. Like because people are losing their lives, man. Like people are dying, people are starving and stuff like that. So nobody's really paying attention to to football yeah. right now. So, but I mean, exactly because that's that's mm-hmm. a priority. But it seems like just from what I've read, which I've only read a few articles about yeah. it, but like, it seems like it's also something that people are rallying behind. Like they're kind of rallying behind the national team a little yeah. bit to bring you know some sense of peace and yeah. unity yeah. in the country yeah. Yeah. amongst so much division. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I mean, would you say that that's yeah, the case? Yeah, for sure. So I mean. Mm-hmm. Can, Because you know, football is one of the things that brings everybody together, regardless sure. of your religion, your political beliefs, everything. Like we, when your country is playing, you're all just there supporting your country. Yeah. Everything is just paused, you know. So when we were in the African Cup of Nations, man, like, because before that, everything I see on Instagram or Facebook was just like, oh, this this who, you know, so and so is fighting against so and so. Like, this many p- people died here and there, and then all of a sudden, African Cup of Nations starts, and it's like, oh, let's go Ethiopia. School Ethiopia, you know, support Ethiopia, yeah. you know. So that was one thing that brought us together as a country. So, because it's in the football is like a religion to people out there, man. Oh, like yeah. they will yeah. die for the game. Like I'm mm-hmm. like talking about like literally, like there's people that get in fights just because the local team rivals playing. You know, mm-hmm. like you go and watch games again. You know, Ethiopian coffee in Saint George, and you see the fans is like. 
there's an earthquake, <laughs> literally caused by the fans. Like they're jumping the whole ninety yeah. minutes, like going crazy. So football is like a religion for people back there. So uh, they are for sure supporting the mm -hmm. country, supporting the the, the national team a hundred percent. So they were behind it hundred percent. It seems like there's also a bit of a, a racial divide there too. Like yeah. I think that there's been some controversy in terms of like the players that were selected for the Ethiopian national team. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because the thing is, we have 80 different ethnic groups in Ethiopia. So Ethiopia has 80 different ethnic groups. So like, I, you know, imagine how you have like here, how you like you have blacks, Hispanics, mm -hmm. you know, white and stuff. Yeah. You have 80 different of them. They have to speak 80 different languages. They have 80 different cultures. I only speak one language out of 80. So when I go to a, a different like region in Ethiopia, I'm a foreigner for them. Really? Right? So yeah, so they're still Ethiopians. They're not like people that came from somewhere else. Yeah. They're still Ethiopians. Everybody's Ethiopian in one, under one country. You know, but that's why we have a lot of like political unrest and a lot of wars and a lot yeah. of ethnic you know, fights and stuff. It's cause, because everybody's prideful. Like, people are prideful because we're the only country in Africa that have never been colonized by a European country. Hmm. You know, during the colonization and stuff, yeah. we've never been colonized. Ethiopia is the only country in Africa oh. that have never been colonized. So we have, we're very prideful of our culture and our country, and we do everything to protect it. But at the same time, there's a lot of, like, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm, like, better than you. I'm better than because I'm from this ethnic group, and yeah. I'm from this, you know, there's a lot of that. So, I mean, for when, when it comes to the national team, I don't think that was the case. But, I'm like, I haven't, I haven't heard of that. But it's, yeah, I mean, people will talk about it, of course, because... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like maybe player from their from their ethnic group is not selected, or player from their team is not selected, and the teams are mostly based on their ethnic, you know, from where from where where right. they're from, you know. For like there's a team in Gondor, and it's called like you know uh, you know uh, Gondor, and from team from Bahadur, from Asa, like all this like the team that I'm calling is like all the different ethnic groups, right? Okay, so yeah. if the team if a player is not selected from their local team, they'd be like, oh, he's not selected because he's from here, you know, he's not selected because he's from this part, you know. And maybe it's that, but I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, of course. Like the coach is not yeah, thinking no, about exactly, that. He's yeah. taking the best players. Yeah, yeah sure. You know, that's that's. And it was it's a very young team too. Like you look at it, it's a very young team. What is the average age? I was that was one of my questions actually. And then my second part to that is how many are actually that age? Yeah. So I mean, Africa, I mean, like I, you can I ask anyone. Yeah. Think about that. Let's be honest. Yeah. So yeah, you can yeah, you yeah. can ask any, you can ask any yeah. African name. You tell, they tell you their age and they can tell you their African age, you know? Yeah. Because, like, growing up, like, I'll so what's be the, real. If you had to make a difference in, like, what's the age and what's the African age? Yeah, so, I mean, like, you you're can 22. Be, like, Subtract five actually years. 22? And you could be, like, 27, 28. Okay, I get yeah. it. So that, you know, would take six. Yeah. The thing is, like, they look 22, though. Like, I, if I shave my beard, I would look 17. So and you're I telling think, me I'm 25 in African years. Oh, if you can say you're 18, who would believe you? <laughs> Like, you know, my you man. can go play under my 18. Man. My man, <laughs> Abdul, yeah, like, give me a contract, bro. Give me a contract. Check some of these TV rights. You. For real. <laughs> you know I can step into that national team. Hey, for sure. Dude, that's <laughs> that. That's fine, man. But, yeah, that's if how I it is, 22, though. If I was 22, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of room for growth. Yeah. <laughs> See, the There's a lot of potential. <laughs> There's a lot of potential. No knee surgeries. Never happened. Oh, we 22. We fresh, baby. We fresh. 
That's how it is. Medical man. history does yeah. not exist. <laughs> Nothing. But I mean, even when I came to this country, I didn't even know what my birthday was. To be honest, bro. really? Like, yeah, that's I figured out what my birthday was when I filled out an application for a passport. No wow. way. Yeah. That's like I didn't know when I was born. Like I knew. So like, they told you your birthday. Exactly. So you knew and like a general age. My mom could age. be like, "Oh, you were, you were, we were, oh, because I'm 97." I should be like, "Oh, you were 92, or you were in 2000." Like I wouldn't know. You know? So, that's wild. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like yeah. people don't really like, especially like people that are like a little older. Like mm-hmm. you go ask my dad, like, "How old are you?" Like maybe 50, maybe 60. Man, never know, man. Yeah. Maybe 60 sometimes, sometimes 50. Like so it's like, like I mean, we're joking tell. about it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like and and a lot of people joke about like you know. I don't know what's what's that kid who's like thirteen that got signed for Celtic or uh, something. Oh, uh, one of the Soap. No, not Soap. Dembele, Dembele, yeah, 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 something like that. Where or or it might be another kid that was it like a Philadelphia Union player or something like that. He was like I know 14, the one. I know the one just, you're talking about. Where he's it's a Celtic just a, kid yeah, and he's yeah. like massive. He's just a yeah. monster, bro. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, like yeah. no way that you are fourteen yeah. years old. Yeah. Man. So it's like we're joking about it and yeah. stuff, but like it's probably like a hundred percent facts that yeah. he's twenty five years old or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know, you know. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like we like you go back home and you see players playing for like twelve years and they're claiming they're twenty nine. I'm like, bro, there's no way you started playing when you were twelve. Like you yeah. didn't stop playing professional <laughs> when you were twelve, you know? Like <laughs> so I'm like, like you know, it's, it's, uh-huh. that's how it is though, because like. I think one of the, the problems was like the pay wasn't that good, so you can't really just play for five years or ten years and then retire. Yeah, you gotta keep playing to make mm-hmm. ends meet. You know, you gotta keep playing to feed your family. Yeah, because that's the only thing you've known since you were little. Like mm-hmm. you right. never, because it's very hard to quit that and go find a real job, like you know, a real job as they say it back home. Because my mom used to tell me, she's like, "Oh, you think you're gonna chase a ball around and make money? Like that's what you're gonna do your whole <laughs> life?" I'm like, "Yeah." I, yeah, I mean, that's how I'm trying to make money. She's like, no, you need to go to college, get a degree, be a this, 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 this. I mean, my parents are not, like, super, like, they're, like, pretty cool. They're chill. They're like, as long as you go to college and finish college, yeah. I don't care what you do. You can do whatever you want. Just go to school, though. Just go yeah, to school. Yeah. Even if you, you, you don't use it, just go to school, finish it, because it will be experienced. Good, you know, just good to have it. I'm like, yeah. But most of the parents in Africa, I mean, African, like, in general, like, immigrant parents in general, they want you to go to school. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, sports yeah. is not even, a, like, being a professional is not even, like, a... Uh, question, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't even bring that up in a conversation, so that's how it is. So you just gotta keep playing until you can't, yeah, because so you, you, you need to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely strongly considering uh, switching my citizenship to <laughs> Ethiopian, yeah, so hey, we'll welcome you. It's good. <laughs> yeah. so we're like, uh, I guess you don't have to like obviously knock on the Ethiopian national team. What like level would you compare them at to like a team like over here, if that makes sense? Like, are they like? Like technically, are they as sound as like oh, a yeah. like, like an MLS team, or would it be like a U like an Oakland Roots type of team? Or you... yeah, I mean, it's like, just the tactical see, exactly. That's not there. So yeah, yeah like, I, I don't know saying. if you guys watch the games in the African Cup of Nations, but we like we play good. Like even the World Cup, quali- so go and watch the World Cup qualification games against Ghana. We only uh-huh. lost one zero because of a goalie mistake. He literally shot the ball from like forty yards, and the goalie tried to catch it, it slipped through his hands. Mm-hmm. But we literally dominated the whole game. I'm talking about like Ghana, like. Thomas Partey from Arsenal plays there. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that's a country team. who's yeah. gone to the quarterfinals exactly. of the World Cup the World a couple Cup. of yeah. times. So like, we played against them and yeah. they played, yep. they played a, like, we had, we always have most of the, 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 the yeah. more of the ball every time mm-hmm. we have possession of the game. Like, we literally control the game. The only problem, like he said, is tactics. Yeah. Right? So I that's what that. I was watching was we were not tactically or like, our soccer IQ, I'll say, is not at the level of like where it should be to play at that level yet. Yeah. 
but there's a there's huge difference from like 10 or 15 or 20 yeah, years yeah. you know ago and now is players are very like you know because the science is not as popular back home as it is here because here oklahoma even oklahoma we're talking about oklahoma we're saying, oh, USA and you yeah, know yeah. mls teams they're they have physios they have oh, everything. recovery like they have dude, everything like yeah, go yeah. back home you train you go home do take a shower doing that's it that's yeah done. go to train <laughs> the next day yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, it you're good. you know there's no all that stuff so even that is the huge, you know, disadvantage for us. But yeah, the level I feel like I, I can't really compare it. It's just like I mean the fact like that I mean said, the, yeah. the fact that it's one 0 against Ghana tells me enough. But like, no, just watch the game and like the way they play was just like amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? So technically if you take each yeah, yeah. player, technically individually we're so good, but as a collective team we don't know how to play as a team. Yes. Yeah, so we just need to work on that little piece and I mm-hmm. feel like it would be a very, very nice. solid team moving forward. Because like I said, I mean their age is very young. Yeah, we still have a big future. This is I feel like this is only the beginning for nice. that team because nice. this is the first time we qualified, I believe, in eight years, and we're one of the the the, the founders of the African Cup of Nations. The, the whole oh, tournament, wow. yeah, we won it when we first started it. So really, yeah, and it was us and a couple of other countries. Uh, we founded the tournament, and we were out of it for so long, and now we're back in, and it yeah. just shows you that what you know the the new coach is trying to build, nice. and he's making super nice. Yeah, like it's it's like the way he <laughs> plays, the way he. You know, motivates the players that we demand management skill. Like mm. he's so cool. Like he's you no, know, he's like he's just like a friend. Like you can just yeah, talk yeah, to him yeah. and stuff. He's uh, dope. It's a more modern approach exactly. than yeah. what they've had in the yeah. past. Yeah, because like back then when I was thinking about like a coach back home, I'm like, like I'm thinking like this like um, like military guy. Like, yeah, this guy like super stiff. Like he's like, oh, go run. Like, you know. Yeah. And yeah, when yeah. I met him, he was like, guys, like I'm. You know, you guys want to run a session? Go ahead. I'm not even gonna. He went. He went out there and just started doing rondo with his uh, other assistant coaches. I swear, <laughs> like they were doing rondo like the whole session, and they were shooting around. He would just watch us for a little bit. He did not even get involved. He just talked to the players in the beginning. We did our own stuff, and then he came back and then talked to us, talked to the whole team. Boom, we did a little Ethiopia, and then we just sounds we like they just need to like try to make the national team more of a priority in Ethiopia. Yeah. Where like they're spending more time together in their national team camps, exactly, and That's not as much time yeah. with their clubs yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Obviously, they have the commitment to their clubs, just like any other professional would. Yeah. But I mean, plus, like, I think they need to work on the youth a lot. Because, like I said, I'm talking about like these players are 20, 21, 22. Or, like yeah. these players are still like in their kind of like late development age. They sure. can still get better. Yeah. But if you work on these players from 17 or 15 or 14. Or, you know, get them that tactics and, like, get them the, the style of play from that age. When they get to that level, they're already there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already, boom. They, they just need to get stronger, faster, or whatever. But they're there, you know. Because they're, it's not, there's no, there's, they're not even focusing on the youth. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, the clubs are not even, because the, the, the managers are hired in, I heard it's, like, in a one-year contract. So they only have a one-year contract, all the managers. So they need results. Yeah. They don't care yeah. about the youth. Like, they're not, too, they're not worried about, oh, I'm getting this 15-year-old and trying to make him... Uh, be the future of this team. No, like I need a player yeah, that can yeah. come in and give me goals right now. That can yeah. come in and make me, you know, keep my like help me keep my job. Like you mm-hmm. know, give me my my new contract. That's true at all levels, though. But the thing is, like, if you go to Europe, like they will like have this little policies, maybe or they like, have yeah. they have a structure in place yeah, to exactly. feed the next generation yeah. through. But it's because they have much greater resources yeah, and yeah, people yeah. that can actually do that. I mean, yeah. when you're talking about like one guy like what is he he can't yeah. oversee everything yeah. you so, know like he's got to focus on he's the the, the main thing that's going to help him continue to stay in yeah. that position yeah. which is the results of yeah. the group that he's working with <clears throat> sure. and then like once you know he sees success there 
that ultimately can allow him to expand, you know, bring people in to help him, you know, start to put more structure in place yeah. at the foundational yeah. level. Like, there's steps that you got to take. And yeah, it, for sure. But, know, I mean, I think it's just been going, going on for so long. Like, people are really trying to make a pro from there into their local teams, and they can't really get there because, you know, you got to know people or right. you got to do this. And, that, and that's the problem, too. Like, one of the biggest problems in Africa is, like, maybe, like, people are... Like, like not, I mean, right now it's getting so much better, but previously, even when I was there, there was a lot of corruption. There was a lot of, like, you know, you got to go through a lot of loop, loops, of, you know, to, to just get to get get a trial or get in yeah. front of the coaches, you know? You wouldn't get a chance unless you were, like, related to the coaching somehow or you pay money to somebody that pays money or like those mm-hmm. guys, you know? That was what it was when I was there because even to get a regular training, we couldn't, couldn't get that because you can't get in that kind of environment or in that kind of like team or club setting you know it's so tough because now now the, the players are just giving up like the kids are giving up they're like oh to make it pro forget about it like, yeah. I'm, I got no so, chance yeah, yeah. So I, gotta, I gotta make money I gotta yeah. make family you know mm-hmm. so that's the system too that we gotta change but now like I said now it's like it's very different the federation is working on um, having like different they have a lot of like youth tournaments going on but the thing is there's nobody watching them there's yeah. no scouts there. Mm-hmm. There's no people watching the, the tournaments to go and bring it into the teams. You know, so that's what... The, I feel like that's the next step for us is just getting scouts out, pe- watching the players, wa- you know, watching kids play in their local teams, mm-hmm. going and scouting all over the country. There's so much talent. You know, we don't need to bring players from other African countries. We have a lot of talent at home. Like, that's one thing what we we're talking about is, like, we have some players that are coming in from other African countries playing, playing in our league, and they're not even that much better than us we have way better players in our own country mm-hmm. but there is no scouting like there's no proper scouting going on in, in the country so we can't get these players yeah so go out and scout for players and give them the proper training mm-hmm. like they'll be they'll be good players yeah know? absolutely i mean it sounds like they're taking the right steps and yeah, again sure, like sure. just based on what you said there at the end like that's happening here too in yeah. the u.s you yeah. know like you talk about like colleges mm-hmm. and things like that like i think Generally, at the Division One level, they're getting all the best American players mm-hmm. that have been recognized at the youth level. Yeah. But then you start going down the ladder, and it's like a lot of really good American players now are getting left out because they're not really getting seen in their environment. Yeah. Like, yeah, they play club or whatever, but coaches aren't going to see their yeah. games. Like, they're only looking at the top, top leagues. Yeah. MLS Next, ECNL, you know, Girls Academy, you know, those leagues are getting recognized, but if you play in any secondary level mm-hmm. league, like mm-hmm. you're not gonna get seen yeah. unless you really put yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so because of that, now a lot of international players are coming in and taking yeah. those spots. Yeah. So it does happen at all levels in all countries, but you know, the important thing is that it's recognized, which it sounds like it is, and steps are being taken to like counterbalance that. For sure, for sure. But, I mean that's that's like you said, it's a problem everywhere, mm-hmm. and it needs to get fixed. But we're taking the right steps, and that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's talk more about like you know you mentioned like the corruption in 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 the country in terms of like soccer in general. Yeah. Like I mean, we're seeing it right now. Like yeah. in the Africa Cup of Nations right now, there have been three or four like major questionable incidents that have happened. Yeah, and I'll just talk about the first one. So in one of the first games, it was Mali versus Tunisia. Tunisia yeah. The referee for that game first blew the final whistle in the 85th minute. Yeah. The 85th minute. Like, that's not even close. Like, yeah. 
Like, how is he just going to do that? You know, like, how is he... How did he really think that no one was going to recognize that? So, I mean, that, I guess for that was... I mean, I, I don't know, but if it was... I don't know if it was an excuse or anything, but... Because it was super hot in Cameroon, they had these water breaks. Uh-huh. Right? So, they have water breaks, and then I guess the refs forgot to stop his watch. Oh. The water break. Oh, okay. It was a seven-minute water break. So, he thought it was full-time, and he blew the whistle. Okay. So, that's why they're saying, right? All right, so, all right. We'll yeah. let that, we'll that kind of yeah. slide. Yeah. But then he blew honest the whistle. mistake, honest mistake. And then he blew the whistle in the 89th minute. But before that, there was a VAR review for yeah. a red card. Yeah. VAR said it, they confirmed the red card and he rejected it. Yeah. He rejected the red card. Like if VAR is giving the red, yeah. like you got to kind of like go with their decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, then he blew the final whistle again early, about 20 seconds before mm-hmm. what should have been full time. It's and then like there's additional time. Yeah, and that that's that's questionable, man. That brings up a lot of like match fixing concerns. Exactly. And this same referee has been uh, suspended in the past for yeah. match fixing. Yeah. That's what I was going to uh, talk about. Yeah, I heard like he was he was he was suspended because of match match fixing, and he's making this uh, you know calls. And now you just got to look at the whole tournament in general and be like, what's going on? Yeah. This is like the, this is like the tournament to look at if you want to look at African talent. Yeah. And there's a lot of European scouts, coaches. It's hard like, to take it seriously. Level, yeah. 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 Like, and we, me and you are talking about it here and imagine what Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp and, and all these European yeah. clubs are mm-hmm. talking about. Like, how are you going to watch teams win games like this? Yeah. And yeah. think about who's the best player or who, who should I look at? Or yeah. who should, like, you're not even going to be interested in watching the games. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like at the level that we play at right now, mm-hmm. which, you know, high level of amateur like semi-professional mm-hmm. level yeah. like you play games where yeah. the referees are just like clueless yeah. right or like something absolutely ridiculous happens in the yeah. game and it yeah. makes you want to just stop playing exactly. like it i literally don't want to play in games like that because it's not fun like it's not it doesn't it doesn't give a true representation of what the competition should have been in that game yeah. and it's just unfortunate man cuz like obviously the players are not at fault like They've worked their ass off to get yeah. to the level that they're at, yeah. and now they get to represent their country in, for them, what is the biggest tournament, the biggest competition of their life, yeah. and it's just like they're not even treated with the respect that they deserve. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's crazy to me. Another example is, um, so like, okay, so that match fixing is one yeah. that we can question in terms of like what's happening at Afcon right now. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, the concussion protocols. So, like, yeah. Sadio Mane for yeah. Senegal, I, I think it was their round of 16 game. Yeah. He clashed heads with the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper was sent off for the challenge. That happened in, like, the 54th minute. Like, Mane was, like, visibly affected by it. Like, you know, you could tell, like, he needed to be taken off and, like, attended to. Yeah, evaluated. Get evaluated. Yeah. And he wasn't. He carried on. Wasn't substituted at that point. Ended up scoring in the 63rd minute somehow. I don't know how he could even see, but yeah, like busy, he scored, he scored. But then in the cellar, yeah, right, <laughs> resilience. But he scores, and then in the celebration, like goes to ground. Like you know, he's on the ground. He's like still affected by mm-hmm. the the contact that was made. Still not substituted at that yeah. point, and doesn't get take, taken off until the 70th minute. Like. That's, that's, I mean, we were, we, we did away with that in professional oh, sports yeah, like yeah, five yeah. years ago. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 
why are they so far behind? Like, why why was he not tended to in that moment? Like, that's a serious matter is head injuries. Like, referees, when they see a head injury, even if it's obvious that the player is just embellishing the moment, like, yeah. they stop it immediately because yeah. you have to. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. they're told. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I that just seems like, like something's going on there. Yeah, I mean, I think in Africa in general, it's like there's this, like, I wouldn't say it's like not, there's this thing like you have to be strong like you have to get keep you have to keep going like you mm-hmm. know you get injured back home like you like when you even when you're a child you fell down you hurt yourself get up man don't cry like, yeah don't mm-hmm. be, like don't be acting like a little child go you know you're strong like you have to stay strong you have to be strong and when it comes to that level like you said I mean Senegal is a very huge team obviously mm-hmm. I mean they have the money maybe you know to afford you know uh, good, good doctors you know team doctors and stuff like that. So I feel like they they shouldn't he should not be on the field if he's if there's even a question of him being concussed. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. Like you know, I, I don't think Liverpool would be very happy about that. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. imagine Liverpool yeah. Like that like, exactly. Yeah, like if something like really did yeah. happen for him, like when he went down, yeah, like, probably lawsuits exactly stemming from that. That's yeah. like he, he, that's he like, very well could have been playing with a concussion for almost twenty minutes. Exactly. Like, yeah. So that's, I mean. That's that's what I'm, I'm. That's the only thing I can think about is just like the the coaches, even like the fans, are thinking like, oh no, like he's gonna like let him play, like, you know, it's. But that's not that's not how it should be. Like you know, you need to take care of your body first. You need to take care of especially a concussion players' like, health and well being. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like forget about the tournament, forget about the game. Like if he's not well, like you're not gonna. Even if you made it through that round, he's not gonna be available for the whole. African yeah, competitions right. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a huge, yeah, that's one of the biggest problems, too. Like, I don't think we have enough qualified um, doctors, even in any of the African teams, to be, like, you know, a team doctor for the national team. Hmm. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, we have enough qualified, educated doctors, but I don't know who gets those positions. Like, I don't yeah. know how they get the, that's, that's, that's a question that's been there for a long time. Well, yeah. about who you know, yeah, right? Yeah, because there's, mm-hmm. exactly, there, there's players that are injured and they're out for the whole season. And it's like a, like a mini, like, you know, like, or maybe like a little ankle tweak and they don't know how to recover from that. Like, and I'm like, bro, like, I can literally give you 10 exercises right now to strengthen your ankle. Yeah. And his, his, his uh, team doctor can't even give him two. And he's like, <laughs> just walking on the sideline, jogging yeah. or, with a sprained ankle. Uh-huh. Or they're like massaging his sprained ankle and making it worse. I'm like, and I'm looking at him, I'm, I didn't even go to school for this, and I know yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to do that, man. Uh-huh. Like, and you try to tell him that, and he's like, oh, you're trying to tell me how to do my job? Like, yeah, I can do that with a degree exactly. from Google. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's hey, Google the, I University, that's, that's I mean. That's the biggest yeah, problem, yeah. too. So, it's I mean, one of the most well-renowned uh, yeah. diplomas you can get right there. Let him be. Um, well, and then the next point on that, same with, like, you know, these medical protocols is, like, now, in this day and age, obviously, COVID is a big thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like... You know, there are specific COVID protocols in place yeah. in leagues around the world. And in the round of 16, it was Cameroon versus, I don't know how to say the country's name. Can you say it for me? Comoros? Oh, Comoros, yeah. Okay. I mean, so, did I say it right? I, I think I'm not, I'm not yet, but I think We're so. going to say yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even so, know if I'm saying it right. Oh, okay, well, perfect. But I, think it's, yeah, I think it's Comoros. So, Comoros, they had 12 players, including all three of their goalkeepers, that were said... To have tested positive for yeah. COVID. So we don't even know if that was actually a legitimate positive COVID test. Yeah. Um, that could have been fabricated. Mm-hmm. But they had all three goalkeepers out, right? Yeah. 12 players. So right then and there, like any other league in the world, the game would have been suspended. Not, It would have been postponed, postponed yeah. right? Yeah. 
It would have been played another time when they had more players get a negative test. But then one of the goalkeepers shows up to the game. He retests and gets a negative test at at the facility, at the stadium. And, and so he should have been able to play, but they made up a new policy on the spot that said he had to go in quarantine for a few days. Yeah. And it's like... And, and so all of these players were excluded from the squad that yeah. day. Uh, the team had to play with a field player in goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, not to mention, one of their players gets sent off pretty early. So they're playing with 10 men yeah. against yeah, the host yeah, yeah, nation, yeah, yeah. Cameroon. And the Ethiopian. I'm like, bro, when I saw that, I was like, why do you guys have us be yeah. involved in this? I'm already out of the tournament. Yeah. Just leave us out. Yeah, of making us look bad, yeah. man. The ref went to the VAR and he came back with a red card. I'm like, no. no everybody so they're playing with 10 men. Yeah. They're playing with 10 men. Yeah. They have a field player in goal. The game shouldn't have even happened. And it's against the host nation, Cameroon. Yeah. So everyone's talking about, you know, corruption, like every like the the whole tournament being set up for Cameroon to win, like I mean, what's that about? Man, I mean I it was just as in, as a like surprising news for you as it is for me. Like it's I was looking at it and I was just reading about it. I'm trying to get more info on it and I'm like like you said, the more I learn about it, the more it looks like it's very suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Like you're talking about like twelve players tasting positive at the same day and they were there the whole tournament yeah like yeah. how you know like how come like one two did not test positive the, like the previous tests like are they doing the test just once a week or are they doing it every day or like you know what's going on or is it just right before they play kind of room like yeah you know so and plus like seems questionable yeah like mm-hmm. the decisions on the field like if you watch that game all the decisions went against Com- Comoros like all because when they had 11 players on the field even when they had, because they had ten players for the most of the game, because I think they were sent the Comoros player were sent off on the on the sixth minute. Yeah, like they were right away. giving Cameroon hell, bro. Like they were playing good. The freaking they scored probably the best goal in the in the, in the, in the game in the, in the in the tournament. Yeah, wow. Bang that from like fifty yards out, forty yards out at least, bro. And they were giving Cameroon a hell of a game, bro. Like they were on it. So the ref saw that, I guess, and he's like, okay, I think I need to mix up. Need to help Cameroon out a little bit. And then all <laughs> take some Samuel I'm like all the and then all the like the, the the decisions are going against Comoros and people are like behind Comoros like right now you go read every news that's coming out or like every post on Instagram all the comments is like oh Cameroon might have won the game but we're behind like we love Comoros like you know this is huge like because mm-hmm. they put on a performance and this is they the only lost two one after and all this that the yeah. first time in the African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. And wow, had, and I didn't know that. Out, I think they they knocked they, out. They uh, knocked out Ghana in the Ghana, group stage. Yeah. yeah, they're the ones that knocked out Ghana. Yeah, Ghana got third place. They yeah. were so like that was one of the teams I was looking for too. Like the whole tournament, I'm like, yeah, these guys look good, man. Like because mm-hmm. I watched them in the group stage, so I'm like, wow, like they have dope players. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the games, and I've even watched the game as Cameroon, and I'm like, dang, I'm like that's a good game. Yeah, with even your with backup, ten men, yeah, with, and, and with a right back in goalie. <laughs> You seen the second goal? He was the like he was a one v one, and he came like this. Oh like, goalie, no! Yeah, because he's he's like that's he's, the he's like my man. You can use your hands. Yeah, because I, I mean, was, hey, we've all been throwing a goal before. Yeah. it takes you a little while to start using your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. throwing a goal in a oh, yeah. in a round of sixteen in an African Cup of Nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not judging. Don't put me in goal because I will be completely useless. So I totally understand where he's coming from. Nice, but no, but that was like I was looking at that freeze frame, and he was literally like this, oh, yeah. and it was a one v one. Blocked across. Yeah, like I'm. Like what? And I'm like, yeah. See, that's yeah. that's a little suspicious, but hey, man, I, I, I literally have.
person. Like, we, we got to go talk to a camera and official stuff like that. <laughs> we got to invite them to the podcast. Call him up. Call him <laughs> up. He'll be on the next yeah, footy yeah, pod. That's that's yeah, that's, that's we got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Oh, you know someone will. Yeah. Someone's going someone's gonna to be fired up enough to get to it. This just not make sense, Africa, you, can't, you can't get to the bottom of it. You go to Abel and just cut you off right there. That's it. I don't know. Who did it? I don't know. Maybe him, maybe him. I don't know. Don't ask yeah. me. I'm well, I mean, and so Sam Maletto is is the president of the Cameroonian Football yeah. Federation now. Yeah. And he's getting a bunch of heat for it. Yeah. Like, he was watching it in the stands and he was like celebrating and everything. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, bro, you even celebrate this? Like, you beat a team that's the, this is their first time in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. Playing yeah. with a right back and goal. With ten men, yeah, no subs. Like I remember, y'all celebrating the World yeah. Cup, and now you're celebrating this one. Like, like I'm like, bro, yeah. it's crazy. It's tough. But Eto is kind of like, I like he's Eto'o, always. Bro. You like him? Yeah, I like him. I mean, I don't as not player, like him. Yeah, but as a person, I don't know because you, I, like, I he just seems a little bit too full of himself. Like, the things that he would say about Messi, how he was, like, the main man in those Barca teams, and, like, yeah, yeah. Messi was his supporting player and yeah. stuff. It's like, okay. Like, Messi was young, barely coming into the yeah. team. Not barely coming into the team, but he was not, you know. Ronaldinho was still ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Henri, Eto, like, they were still, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, everyone knows. Yeah, I mean, it's hard the, not to have that ego, because I think isn't he the only player to ever win the treble twos in a yeah. row with two different teams. Yeah, he did it yeah, with, with Inter Milan. So, yeah. I mean, you do that twice, and you're scoring a lot of goals. I mean, yeah. oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. He, man, I think I feel like... He was he one of the players that w- w- did not... Take well to Pep coming in. No, 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 no yeah. Would you say who would be? Who do you think is the best uh, African? Football I think player I feel like time? it's between probably for me. Yeah. Like of all time, you don't have to go right now, obviously, but all time. It's tough, man. There's a yeah. lot of good players. Like Drogba is probably. I was gonna say like yeah. it's hard to it's hard to argue that one because he's scored yeah. so many goals and won yeah. so much at yeah. the international yeah. level. The international level in Ch- at Chelsea. Yeah. Like you know. It's, uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like Drogba for sure. Probably Drogba. Probably between Eto and Drogba, but I would say it's Drogba. Would you put Yaya Toure in the top three? The top five? Top five. Top five. Yeah. Who else is in the top five? Probably Drogba, Eto. Uh, Not Salah yet. Salah, Salah's in top. Already? Already? Because he's, they're talking about Salah's the best player in the world. Yeah. yeah. In Africa. Yeah, like, he's best you know, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Either him or Benzema right now. Yeah, yeah. So... Salah is there for sure. Yaya Toure is there for sure. Uh, I can come up with trying to go a fifth one. Is. Yeah. Would Makalele play? He's French. He's French. He's French, yeah. No. Okay. But like, probably. I would yeah. put uh, Mahrez. Mahrez? Yeah, Mahrez. I'll probably put Mahrez there. Yeah, he's cold. But the thing is, like, this is the place I watched a lot. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget his name. Um, George Weah? Yeah, like all like yeah, the, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. players, I, uh-huh. they're not in my you know. I didn't I didn't grow up watching. I think it's now. I think so. it's hard. Like if we're gonna have that kind of a discussion, it's yeah, really yeah. hard to like take any player yeah. from before yeah. Yeah. the eighties exactly. and and mm-hmm. and say that they could be one of the yeah. best because the level was just so yeah. much different yeah. back Did then. Did you guys watch the new um, Neymar documentary? I hated it. No way. You I hated like it. it. So that you know, that was an interesting point because you you brought that up because. They were saying if Pele play, played right now, he'd have he he'd have a, a hard time playing right yeah, now. But if yeah. Neymar went back and played, he'd, he'd score twelve goals a game. Goals yeah. for and sure. I feel like that's for a fact because sure. oh, you yeah. argue about like who's the best player ever, and you're talking about Pele and you're talking about Messi. If Messi was playing back there, you'd have been like fifty goals a game, like yeah. twenty goals a game. Like and you if Pele so plays that right now against Van Dijk and yeah, all these yeah. top defenders, you, you think he'll score hundred what a thousand two hundred some goals? 
For sure. There's no question, yeah. like, Neymar's like, talent. I have nothing against Neymar. Like, I actually like Neymar, like, yeah. you know, the way that he plays and the way that he is. Like, I like his, you know, personality, his style, like, you know, who he is. But I do think there are some flaws in his, oh, yeah, uh, sure. in his, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the way yeah, he approaches, yeah. like, his career. And, and, and even just, I mean, it was displayed in that documentary. Yeah. Like, before it came out, he did an interview and was like, you know, I, I hope that this documentary helps people to understand me and like me better, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, that's that's fair. You know, that's why you would do a documentary, yeah. right? Yeah, you don't make everyone hate you. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I don't understand. I mean, he didn't say anything in the documentary to help people like him better. Yeah, that's like, all I was about to say, too, because I, I, I didn't hate Neymar, but I didn't really like him. And, yeah, there was nothing saying, in it yeah, that made me I'm like him more. Like, and I'm like... This is exactly why I don't really like yeah, him. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, he's talking about, like, I'm doing whatever I want, what makes me happy, but, like, still, like, you need to be, if you're in a team... You're you a professional. To, you're a prof- exactly. There's mm-hmm. people looking up to you. Yeah. Like, and his main argument was exactly that. Like, yeah. I can go out and party. I can do what I want yeah. as long as my performances are good on the pitch. And it's like, well, my man, I don't know where you've been the last three years, <laughs> but... You're not one of the best players in the world yeah, right now. He's getting injured. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, and his body from? is catching up yeah, to him. Yeah. It's like he should, without a doubt, like he should be past Messi and Ronaldo. He should be past the talent. Yours, the talent. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing with a lot of Brazilian players. You see, Ronaldinho. Why did he end his career so early? Party. Yeah. Or like was it Romero? Mm-hmm. Well, Neymar now, and like, I think one of the journalists in that interview was talking a lot of like, crap about him, and he was like. I feel like he's like I'm, my 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 biggest fear is for him to not reach his full potential. Yeah, and I feel like that's true. Like I don't 100%. think he's finally gonna be like his. I think he's past it, man. Huh? Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean he's, he's already been on the sure. decline for the last yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah, now he sure. could still find it again. He like he's still only yeah. twenty nine. If he really like commits himself to like building up his body, like if you look at Messi for yeah. example, like when he was young throughout his twenties, I mean just very small, punitive, yeah, yeah. like, but. In recent years, like he's really built up his body, like his legs are strong, like he's cut up, like he's 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 in better physical condition than he's he ever been. His body. Like, yeah, you don't yeah, go out yeah, and yeah. party every weekend, or you don't uh-huh. go out party in Brazil. Every That's the thing; weeks, he's right? never really taken care of his body on that level. But he's also never done anything to be a, a detriment to his own body yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, like you look at Ronaldo, like yeah. he's. Obviously, never done anything detrimental to his body, but also he's been consistent in terms of taking care of his body from the beginning. This is only something like in the last few years that Messi has started to do, and and you can see how that's gonna help him, like revitalize not revitalize. He never really lost it, but like just extend and prolong his career for a lot longer. Whereas, I mean, even in the documentary, they're talking about like Neymar only having ten years left in his career. Well. At the rate he's going, he probably has a couple more years yeah. at the top level, yeah. and then he's going to go play, like, you know, in Qatar or yeah. in China or in the MLS yeah. just to cash in. Yeah. I mean, because like he's going to go to Miami. Yeah, well, cause, yeah, because them, yeah. them saying 10 years, I think, like, kind of what you said spot on. It's like those 10 years they're counting probably aren't, like, the 10 years, like, at the highest level. Exactly. Like, yeah. the, but I, I think what the you whole, said right there is going to yeah. be perfect because it's still probably going to be three more years, four more years. He's going to go get a bag from, like, Qatar. He's going to go get a bag from somewhere else. And then he's already signed that napkin to David Beckham, says so he can play in Miami. And I mean, if he can... and you you like how David Beckham was in that? That's as soon as yeah. I saw him, I'm like, yep. I was like, ah, uh, that, oh. that, that was calculated, man. That was calculated. He's gonna come to Miami, and he's probably just gonna 
play out on the wing for a little bit, and then he's going to drop deeper as like a 10 yeah. and just walk around for like yeah. three, four years. Yeah. He's going he's to put butts in seats. Yep. He's going to sell a lot of stuff. He's probably going to score a lot of goals. And he's going to yeah. live it up in Miami oh, or insane. wherever he's That's, at. Oof. Imagine Neymar living in Miami, oh, all the boy. party vibe, all the oh, beach vibe. Man. He's Different. down for that for sure. Oh, Different. for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, we got a little off topic there at the end, yeah. but I think that we covered a lot of like really yeah. good stuff. Uh-huh. Like That was an interesting conversation that we yeah. just had. Yeah. Definitely need to get to the bottom of this corruption because it's, hey, maybe it's you guys grinding my gears, Abdul. It, it's no, grinding no, my hey, gears. Try to go back to Ethiopia or any no, country in Africa <laughs> and try to run a session. Yeah. One one session, man, you guys will lose all your hair. <laughs> Why do you think we all we yeah. have big forehead and our hair is all back? That's nice stuff, man. But we will, though, for sure. We will we'll change it. For sure. That's one of sure. our mission is to change the soccer culture in Ethiopia. 100%. Keep doing what y'all doing, man. Yeah. Keep doing what y'all doing. I appreciate you sitting down with us today. I'm glad that you caught us while you were in town and we were able to set this up. We'll have another session tomorrow that we'll record. We'll put on YouTube and Instagram and all that. Um, But definitely got to do a Golden Boot and Footy Factory camp soon. We got to set that up, my man. So so tell my boy Goose I said what's up. And shout out. And, uh, And yeah, let's get it done, man. Thanks for being here again, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This was episode 25 of the Footy Pod with my man Abdul Muhammad from Golden Boot Academy, my co-host Evan Bozeman, co-co-host Mila, say what's up, and me, Sean Afkaminia. Deuces. See ya. Bye-bye.